Over the years, I've heard a lot about masterminds, and I'm not talking cartoon supervillains. I'm talking about business owners coming together in small private communities to help each other go further and go faster. I host masterminds. I'm also a member of other people's. This week, I'm joined by mastermind veteran, host of my favorite mastermind group, Chris Tucker, to join me to talk about his business journey, entrepreneurial isolation, but most importantly about masterminds and what they can do for your business. Hi there, and welcome back to Amplify, the digital marketing entrepreneur podcast. I'm Bob Gentle, and every week I'm joined by amazing people who share what makes their business work. If you're new to the show, take a second right now to subscribe so you don't miss new episodes and you can grab some older ones when you're done with this one. Don't forget as well, you can join my Facebook community. Just visit amplifyme.fm forward slash insiders and you'll be taken right there. So welcome along and let's meet Chris. So this week I am thrilled to welcome the man who's probably the unofficial godfather of the podcast gets mentioned more than anyone else, the legendary Chris Ducker to the show. Chris, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. No, it's my pleasure. And I specifically asked you back because there are things I want to talk about. Okay. But for those people... That's a good start. That's a very, <laughs> very good start. I like I guess it, it is a podcast after all. Yeah. <laughs> but for those people who don't know you, why don't you just sort of tell us a little bit about who you are, where you are and the kind of work you do? Sure. Well, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I don't kind of, uh, you know, I don't have any kind of um, qualms about what I do. Um, I ultimately help entrepreneurs build profitable, future-proof businesses around their expertise. That's what I do day to day. Uh, I am, however, still, uh, as well as being a business coach and, and a you know, a speaker and author and all that good stuff. I, I'm also a serial entrepreneur, so I have several different businesses. I own and operate. We have almost 400 employees worldwide, uh, multiple seven-figure annual revenue. And, um, you know, that that's that's the stuff that sort of, um, it's kind of got me to where I am now, but it's funnily enough, not what I really focus on doing day-to-day anymore mm. because I've ultimately delegated to the point where I've removed myself from those businesses. So I don't need to be involved day to day. Um, I still oversee, I still own and operate. I still have no partners. I just have incredible management that take care of them for me so I can spend time with people like you. Simple as that. Not having partners. Honestly, the number of times I've told people, your partners are, they sound like a good idea. They're really not. Mm. Mm. Anybody yeah. that's listening and they've got partners, I'm sorry, I didn't mean you. Obviously, <laughs> I mean to be honest with you, I, I, you know, I've worked with hundreds of people right over the years, and I can honestly say to you that I, I can count on one hand through working with hundreds of people, literally one hand, how many partnerships have worked out well. Um, you know, the vast majority of them always end up in 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 one way, shape, or form in a negative setting. Yeah. Um, uh, whether it's you know one just absolutely doing all of the work and hating the other one and then buying the other one out, uh, you know, in a disgruntled, you know, uh, acquisition and, you know, of shares and all that kind of stuff. Like it, I don't know. I'm old school. I've, I've never had a partner. Uh, I know many people that, that have uh, been down that road. It's not really worked out so well. So I kind of tend to stay away. I've got a partner. It's my wife. She, yeah. She's, she's awesome. You know, Right there with you. High yeah. five. Yeah. And your wife is awesome. She is. <laughs> so the last time you were on the show, it was to talk about your book, Rise of the Upreneur, mm. which, if you haven't read it, listener, is literally a handbook to building your personal brand online and building a business around it. And for me, 
it's had a huge impact on my business and on my practice. But again, I'm, you're not here to talk about your book again, but how is the book doing? <laughs> it's doing very, very well indeed. Uh, you know, it the, the one big difference with this book compared to my first, which was Virtual Freedom, other than the fact that this one was self-published, Virtual Freedom was traditionally published with a publisher in the United States. Um, you take take that kind of very obvious difference, uh, you know, to one side. The big difference for me on this one was that I actually, I recorded the audio version of this book myself, whereas with Virtual Freedom, somebody did it for me. Um, and I've always looked back at that as a major error on my part in regards to allowing that to happen. Um, fact of the matter is actually that I, I didn't really have much choice in it. I signed the rights over like a lot of rookie novice authors do the first time round. Um, and with Rise of the Youpreneur, you know, I got to record it myself. Um, and by far, hands down, the audible version of that book um, has done better than paperback and Kindle, hands down. And I think the reason why is because, you know, those people who discover me um, online, a lot of the time they'll either discover me via an interview like this right here on somebody else's podcast, or they'll discover me via my own show, Youpreneur FM. And so, you know, you kind of balance those up and clearly people are kind of used to hearing me from an audio setting and uh, they go ahead and buy the audible version of the book, which is honestly my preferred way of getting that information to our prospective audience, community, and customers. Um, I don't actually like audio books myself. I'd rather sit with a real book and read it and smell the pages. But if I want, you know, I know I'm more of a talker than a typer. And so I'd much rather get that information via my own vocal cords rather than somebody reading the words on the page of the book, if that makes sense. But um, yeah, short answer, the book's doing great. We're very happy with it. <laughs> it does make perfect sense. And I have to say, when when you read the book, I can literally hear you talking in my head. It's a very, <laughs> very vocally written book. It's a strange thing to say, but it's it's absolutely true. I think when I first came across you, it was on a podcast with, what was Jamie Tardy, now Jamie Masters okay, at yeah. the time. I think it's going back probably five or six years ago. Mm -hmm. So I completely get that journey. I think you fell off my radar for quite a long time. But then I started thinking about personal branding and discovered your online community mm -hmm. uh, and eventually came along to your Youpreneur Summit. And I guess the journey from that is what I really wanted to talk about today. First of all, clearly no summit this year. And no. that must be some pretty bad news. How have you adapted to that? Um, I mean, the you know, the official answer to that question would be, um, you know, we're, we're doing what we need to. It would be irresponsible to hold a live event. And our community did not want a virtual version of it. So we're rocking and rolling in other ways. Uh, the unofficial answer to that question would be um, not very well, <laughs> if I'm to be <laughs> honest. Um, I, I think, and everybody knows this, who knows me for five minutes, they'll know that I'm a people person and that I am at my most happiest in the work that I do when I'm doing it in person. 
And that can be sitting around a table of 10 people masterminding, or it can be standing on stage in front of three and a half hundred people. Right. Um, and you know, I, I'm just a, I'm just a very big believer at getting people together in person. And on more than one occasion, I have been, you know, that, that the ability to be able to do that with the right people, um, has been called a superpower of mine. Um, and I, you know, I don't take that sort of type of comment, particularly when you hear it over and over and over again from many different people, mm. I don't take that lightly at all. And so we put a lot of work, Bob, into the Upana Summit every year. Um, and this year has been, you know, it's been a bit of a weird year anyway, right, with everything considered. But it's been even weirder now. Here I am, you know, recording this at the end of October with you. Like, this would be the time where, you know, the team and I are just, you know, neck deep in Upana Summit prep. Um, and I'm not doing it this year, <laughs> which is, it just feels weird more than anything else. And a little... Yeah, a little depressing. You know, I, I I like putting that event on every year. But hopefully we'll be back next year, bigger and better and badder than ever before, you know? I think I actually want to dig into the history of the summit a little bit because sure. where I, eventually I want to talk about masterminds. So for the listener who's thinking, what's Bob going to talk about? I want to talk about masterminds. But it's your superpower of bringing people together that has led to the fact that I want to talk to you about this rather than somebody else. But one of the things that really impressed me was observing you used to live in the Philippines and that's I, I think I'm remote from the online world <laughs> I live in the north of Scotland right. Philippines now that's remote in terms yeah. of that world and yet you've you built out there a very successful conference around digital marketing bringing incredible people all the way to the Philippines mm. how it was, would be something I have to ask because a lot of people would look at that and think well, he must just have amazing contacts or he must have paid them all to come. But in order for you to bring these speakers, you have to have a loyal tribe of people sure. that want to pay to come to support that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, the answer to the question is all of the above, to be honest. <laughs> um, you know, yes, I do. You know, I'm I'm very blessed to have a lot of friends that are incredible humans. Uh, they're amazing you know, content creators or coaches or influencers, you know, that's kind of like the word of the year, right? And, you know, all, all the, you know, people who are, who are names in the industry. Um, but I understand, you know, I've not fumbled my way into those relationships. Like, you know, these have been related. This is a 10 year thing, plus plus mm. we're talking about here, right? So, and, and it's not like I, and, and like with any relationship that I build, I don't go into it with any ulterior motive other than just wanting to be useful. If I can be useful to somebody and provide value in some way, shape or form to them, uh, I know that, you know, if they're the right type of person, that we'll probably be friends for a, a good while. Um, and, you know, but, but here's the flip side of the coin, not to get away from the question too much, but the flip side of the coin on that is that I don't need any more friends. <laughs> like I've got enough friends, but it is nice to have acquaintances that, you know, you can get onto Zoom with or have a dinner with when you're in town or, you know, just, you know, brainstorm for a couple of hours going back and forth on text and, you know, that sort of type of thing. And so um, I think, you know, Tropical Think Tank is the event that you're referring to in the Philippines. It 
you know, that came about, I remember it like it was yesterday, actually. I was in Portland and it was 2013 and I was there for an event and my it was myself, who else was there? Myself and, and, and Amy Porterfield and Pat Flynn and John Lee Dumas and a few other people were all there. And I turned around, we were out and we were doing cocktails one night and we were all a little, you know, a little cocktailed up, a little tipsy. And I think I, I turned around and said something along the lines of, you know what, you guys are losers, every one of you. You call yourself friends, but I come to America three, four times a year to hang out with you guys. Now, ulterior motive, I also have, you know, clients in the United States as well. I'm not just there just for them. But, you know, I come to America all the time and you've never been to the Philippines. Um, and I think it was Amy, Amy Porterfield, I think she said, well, I'll come to the Philippines, give me a reason to kind of thing. And I think about literally two weeks later, I'd gotten about half a dozen people to say, yeah, okay, we'll come over. What are you going to do? <laughs> and so literally, I think about seven or eight months later, we held the first tropical think tank and it sold out in less than 24 hours at $4,000 a ticket. We have 50 people plus our speakers and VIPs. Um, I didn't pay anybody. So there's the answer to that question. I didn't pay for anybody's flights. Uh, I looked after them. Once they arrived, they were, you know, driven around and put in nice hotels and all the rest of it. But um, it was just about supporting each other and about being there. Um, and actually the day before the conference itself, we had a one day long mastermind, just the speakers. And uh, I mean, you know, when you sit around a table with, with individuals like, you know, like we are, that's worth traveling to the other side of the world for, mm. for an entire day. I mean, I've, I've, I've been, I've been from London to, to Toronto in less than 48 hours there and back for an eight hour mastermind because I put a premium on surrounding myself with the right people. I mean, a trip like that, you travel first class because there's no other way to travel. You travel first class, um, not when you've got bad back anyway, you travel first class, you get in a hotel for the night, literally, and then you finish a mastermind and you go direct from the mastermind back to the airport and then you travel home. And, you know, by the time you put everything in, I mean, that's, you know, it's a 10, 12 grand trip, but the value that you get out of surrounding yourself at a mastermind like that, um, I mean, I, I made me money back in a week. Literally, right? So, you know, I, I think it's all relevant. And, you know, I think one of the reasons why Tropical Think Tank did as well as it did for the five years that it was running was because of the fact that not only did we attract great people to be up on stage, but we also attracted incredible people to be in the audience as well. Um, and so when we made the decision to move from the Philippines to the UK, we knew that it was going to be a decision, a decision was going to have to be made. Do we carry on with Tropical Think Tank and travel back every year or do we do something in the UK? And I think it was in 2006, we held like a one-day mastermind event in, in London and it was kind of like validation on steroids um, in regards to kind of like figuring out whether or not this was going to be something that people wanted. Um, and we validated it. And then we did the summit for the first time the next year in 2017. Something I'm curious on your perspective on is isolation, because you were fairly isolated in the Philippines, and yet yep. that didn't yep. hold you back. No, um, Lots of people 
in the online space are quite isolated. I mean, yeah, I can think of lots of examples, but I can never think of the names. But lots of people look at that as a limitation. What advice would you give to anybody that's thinking, you know what, I've got great ideas, but I live in the back of beyond. I can never do what I see these, again, I'm using the, the air quotes, influencers do. What I Where I live is less interesting than San Diego or London. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What advice would you have for anyone listening? Okay, it's, it's, it's all between your ears, literally. You know, like you can, you can, you can look at anything with a negative or a positive outlook, right? Um, you're absolutely right. The Philippines, there was nobody, there was, and particularly where I was, I was in Cebu, which is an hour south of Manila, which is the capital. Um, and even though there's a booming economy in Cebu, it ain't on, it, it ain't online. It's not the online business world, right? And so you're right, the peer group was next to zero. But I never really felt like it really mattered because of the fact that I didn't allow that distance to get in the way of me chasing down my goals and dreams, which were to, you know, do business with great people internationally, which is what I've always done ever since I got into business. I've always run an international business. It was never a local business, ever. Um, so it was maybe a little bit more second nature to me to work yeah. internationally, to deal with time zones and international dialing codes and all that stuff. But, you know, you can learn that stuff just like I had to initially. Um, but I think, you know, you can you can say, oh man, I'm in the middle of nowhere. I've, I've got no shot, you know, no chance here. Or you can do what I did and that is, you know, spend the time, energy and effort uh, to work your butt off to get invited to speak at events, to put out great content, to write books that are going to be sold around the world, to hold online events and in-person events as and when you can. I mean, it got to the point where from 2011 onwards, Bob, every time I was in America, which was three, four times a year, every single time I would speak at an event and either the day before I spoke or the day directly after I spoke, I would run a private mastermind of 10 people. Buy into that was 1500 bucks. So not only am I covering the cost for my trip now, but I'm also probably making a couple of grand out of it as well. But what do you think happened to the people that turned up to those one-day masterminds? They all stayed within my ecosystem, and many of them have paid me tens of thousands of dollars to be coached by me, to sit at other mastermind tables, to travel around the world, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so it's just a mindset thing, man. I mean, and anybody knows me knows that I'm not going to be the type of person that's just going to sit back and kind of accept, quote unquote, defeat anyway. It's not my style, but it is. It's just a mindset thing, I think. It's like anything else. Yeah. You, know, you, you have a lot more, and I've been saying this a lot this year with the pandemic and people having to deal with, with things that you know are somewhat out of their control. The fact is, yes, we can't control everything, but if you actually do look at your schedule, you look at your priorities, you look at the things that you're doing day to day, you have way more control over your life and what happens in it than you do not have control. And so it really comes down to that mindset of, do I let this affect me or do I not? So I want to talk masterminds. This is actually why you're here. I remember it was probably about six, seven years ago, I was reading Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich, Mm -hmm. which I think is where the idea of the mastermind first came about. Mm -hmm. And I'd never heard of them, never. 
and I'd been going to networking events for two decades. So let's just be clear. Networking and masterminds, they're not the same thing. I think no, they're not. <laughs> one, one thing that struck me when I was thinking about what are we going to talk about was networking events are where everybody goes to tell you how great they're doing. Masterminds are where everybody goes to tell you, quite honestly, this is where I need help. Yes. And for me, understanding that, accepting that, and embracing it is probably the, the one thing that's made the biggest change in my business ever. And this is very fresh and very new for me. I think in terms of formal masterminds, the one that you launched last year is the first one I've ever actually joined. I'm curious to know what impact masterminds have had on your own business, on your own sort of growth over the last, say, we'll call it a decade. They have been, without a doubt, hands down, the best investment of my money and my time in my entire career. I can't put it any more bluntly in as fewer words than that. Um, they've been astronomically important to my growth as a entrepreneur, but more importantly, probably from a leader perspective, from an employer perspective as well. You know, just huge, Bob. Absolutely huge. And I think the big difference, the big reason rather, why is because you come to the table with this is what I'm struggling with. And whether you're at the beginning of your business journey or whether you've been doing it for 10, 15 years, putting your hand up in front of a group of people, whether it be in person or virtually, and saying, I need help, is the first step to not only getting the help, but also to growing in whatever it is that you're doing as well. And I think those that don't ask for help uh, they're just kidding themselves. We all need help. We all need help. And what better way to get help and from what better people to get help than those people that are doing exactly what we're doing? They get it. They understand the struggle. And so I think that's the reason why Mastermind's so incredibly important for entrepreneurs particularly to get involved with. I think something that's puzzled me is, it hasn't puzzled me, I guess. I'd look at for example, there's the, the mastermind group that you host, which I'm a member of. Just putting it out there, everyone, it's a thing. <laughs> now, I look at other people in other masterminds. Let's say, for example, like I look at you and, and you're in some masterminds. They look, oh my, amazing. And I think, oh, I really wish I was in Chris's. I wish I, wish I was in that one with Chris and all those other amazing people. There's a world in which I wouldn't be ready to make use of any of the information. It's a question of being in the right mastermind. It would be inappropriate for me to be in those groups, given where I am and the value that I would bring to that. Mm. So how do you manage the migration, I guess, would be the way to put it. Because there comes a point where you might... This, this, there's no way I can describe this without it sounding a little bit self-centered and selfish so i no, apologize do it. no don't do it because you need to be like that go on go um, i want you i want you let me go into coach mode here for a minute <laughs> you might do, feel do do what you were going to say like literally say what you're going to say right now do it i'm not suggesting this is the case in your group but i've been in groups in the past less formal ones where i feel 
that I'm giving a lot more than I'm getting. There's no equity there. There's no balance. Right. Right. How do you know, okay, I'm in the wrong group now. I need to go and look for a, a new group. Or you know the question I'm trying to ask. I'm just not managing to ask it. No, I hear you. No, 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 I hear you loud and clear. And I think other people do as well. Um, you're right about taking and not giving back enough. Um, you know, and, I, and I've been part of masterminds as well before in the past where I've, I mean, without, without sounding too self-centered myself, where I've clearly been the most experienced person at the table or the smartest person at the table, whatever you want to, yeah. whatever label you want to put on it. Um, and you can roll with that for a certain period of time, but then you start thinking to yourself, I'm wasting my time here. I mean, everybody, they're basically getting free coaching. They're getting free consultation here every single month, every week, whatever it is. Yeah, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Right, exactly. And you, you know, once you, once, once you start feeling like that, you've got to make a decision. Am I okay with being top dog and ultimately turning up every week or every month and giving 90% and taking 10? Or am I not okay with that? If I'm not okay with it, and I don't do something about it, more fool me, right? Like more fool me. Because yeah. I'll end up resenting those people probably. I'll end up resenting the time that I'm investing in it, let alone any money that might come into it, et cetera, et cetera. And so here's my take on it, man. I, I think that at some point, your coaching clients will either A, kid themselves and think that they are further along than they actually are and leave because of that. And that happens actually way more than you probably think it does. Mm. Or the flip side of that is, there's probably three different ways of looking at it, right? But that's the first way. The second way is I kind of feel like I've gotten to where I need to be at right now, Chris, or coach, whatever it is, what else have you got for me? Now it's up to you as the coach or the provider or the, you know, the service provider, the product creator, whatever you want to, whatever label you want to have. It's up to you then to either A, serve them up something more high level, serve them up something different, serve them up something that gets them up to the next level so they stay with you, or you got to let them fly away from the nest, one or the other. And I think that, you know, this is where there's a fine line, I think, because obviously we're also entrepreneurs as well. We're all building businesses at the same time. The Youpreneur Incubator Mastermind is part of my business. It's not the business, but it's part of it. And it's definitely one that I want to grow going forward. But I'm not going to do it to the point where I start making empty promises to people or where I stop showing up properly for people just because I don't want to lose their business or I don't want them to fly from the nest. Um, you know, if I, if I don't enjoy what I'm doing as, as the coach behind the Youpreneur Incubator, then that that's more for me at that point. Like I've got to continue doing what I do because I love doing it first and foremost. If I don't enjoy what I'm doing day to day, then I'm not only just letting myself down, but I'm letting the other people around me down as well, the people that are clients as well. Yeah. And, you know, when I look at somebody like yourself, who, to use your words, has had the best year of his career 
as being part of the incubator and obviously other other reasons as well but i know it's played a, a decent sized part in you being able to say that the only reason you've done that bob is it's it's not entirely down to me although i might have helped it's not entirely down to the group although it's definitely helped it's been down to you you are the reason why you've had your best year ever and that's because you've you've, you've done what you needed to do to take the advice and put it into action and actually do the work and that's where so many people think that when the time comes around for them to you know either renew that that mastermind fee or think about upgrading or not upgrading or whatever they look at what they've they've got in inverted commas compared to what they've invested or in their mindset at that point what they've paid there's a big difference between a cost and an investment right yeah but they look at that and they think oh i haven't i haven't got my money's worth well did you take enough action to make that statement nine times out of ten they didn't yeah. and that's okay you have to let them go so they can figure that out on their own those that do take the action boy they're the people i want to work with i work with the bobs of the world <laughs> all day long baby and i will be fired up to see them succeed as much as you have this year well that's very kind so my next question is really when you look at any kind of group that group should really have a purpose and masterminds are no different and i think mm -hmm. your mastermind is really focused on personal brand entrepreneurs yes how important is it do you think that people come together as a group and are on an intentional journey together rather than all doing slightly different things i think it's, i mean it's it's everything because you know when we first opened up the doors to the upreneur academy which is our our, our membership uh, it's it, you know it's it's the beginning of the Upener journey for our customers. It's right there at the beginning of that, that if you wanted to call it the customer ladder. Um, and, you know, when we first opened the door to the Academy, what, five years ago now, um, it was a free-for-all, man. You know, you know, we had everything from, you know, Amazon resellers to speakers to authors to, you know, people selling. We had people selling inflatable beds in, you know, in, I mean, it was, it was it was ridiculous. Like it was just ridiculous. And no matter what you did, um, as the guy at the helm of that community, which I was and still am, there was always going to be a certain, you know, a certain section of that community of that group that would listen to what you're saying, and it would go in one ear and out the other because it just wasn't relevant. But even worse than that. When they would have conversations with them themselves, I could see that happening as well. And I knew that that needed to change. And I think we we only got like literally like eight months in before we made a big pivot and we rebranded and rebuilt the site and we reshaped our entire messaging to focus around building a business on your expertise, that personal brand business model of the business of you um and that that without a doubt was the biggest move we've made because it gave us the clarity not only for number one attracting the right type of people into the group en masse but also number two and probably even more importantly than that to be honest with you is it brought us the clarity that we needed from a marketing 
perspective, from a messaging perspective. Because, you know, when you niche down, a lot of people are very scared to niche down because they think they're going to lose market share. That's not true. You might actually end up working with fewer people, but you can charge a heck of a lot more by niching down. And so, um, you know, it's actually, it's an easier business to run today than what it was five years ago. It's a more pleasurable business to run. There's more fun involved. And because we're working with the right people, with the right framework, we actually get to celebrate more wins as well, which I think, you know, at the end of the day, as a, you know, a coaching slash education business, that's what it's all about. If your clients are not winning, then there's there's something wrong there, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. So what I'd like to understand now, I guess, is, so you have a mastermind. I have a mastermind, two people. Um, Mine is really focused around helping people with their very first steps into digital marketing. And a lot of the time, they're not digital natives. But I'm not really going to promote my mastermind in this podcast because it's not what it's for. But what I would be curious to know is how do you define the ideal fit for your masterminds? Well, I think, you know, again, it depends on what you're wanting to do from the from a coach perspective, right? I mean, you know, I could... I could quite easily put together a package that would attract beginners mm. in the personal branding space. People that are, you know, complete noobs, as my teenage son would say, almost teenage son would say, um, you know, a complete newbie um, and are right at the beginning of their journey. And I'd get a whole bunch of people. And if we were just focused on helping people through that first year and a half to three years of building that personal brand, and that's all we focused in on, they'd have a heck of a time. They'd love it, right? Whereas if we got too complex and too kind of bigger strategy focused for those types of people, they wouldn't enjoy it as much. They wouldn't be taking as much action. They'd be getting more overwhelmed. Yeah. We, you know, and, and it wouldn't work well. So I think it comes down to deciding on the type of people that you want to work with first and foremost and at where they are in their journey as well. Um, and I think, you know, in terms of the Upinor Incubator, we we have a sweet spot where we do actually have our, our toes in a couple of different ponds, right? Where on one side... We, we, you know, we have a couple of toes in a pond, which is people that have already got established personal brands. Um, they've been going for a few years and they kind of want to really put their foot down on the gas, which is great. The, the, the other pond, the other foot, the other toes, right, is dipping in a pond that are full of people that have been in business for, a, you know, a, a good while. Um, they've got a certain amount of success under their belt but they're just really starting to get to grips with the personal branding side of things. But because of the fact that they're grown-up entrepreneurs, is the term I use, they're not complete beginners, they can fast-track themselves, particularly when they're surrounded with other people that have already been there. And so I think that's where the incubator works really, really well, is because it is a slightly more mature group of people. There's no, I don't think there's anybody south of maybe mid 
I'd say early to mid thirties there. There's certainly no 20 somethings in there. Um, I think probably the average age of somebody in, in the incubator is probably about 40. Yeah, in, I'd say in, so. Yeah, something along that lines. So I think, you know, it, it, it just comes down to like, who am I gonna work with? I wanna work with people that are a little bit more established. They've got a good career under their belt. They understand what their strengths are. They are not scared to put their hand up and say, these are my weaknesses. What do I do about them kind of thing? Um, and I think it really just comes down to, and it doesn't matter whether you've got two people at the table or 22 people at the table. Um, it really comes down to understanding what it is you wanna be known for first and foremost and secondly who are the people that need that help the most so if anybody's listening and they're thinking oh mastermind possibly sounds a bit woo i guess the message should be coming across loud and clear it's really not this is for me probably one of the key drivers of any success i've had it's made a huge difference in my business over the last two years you've kind of echoed the same so get yourselves in masterminds people now you told me a secret the other day are you ready to let the cat out of the bag you couldn't do the youpreneur summit this year no so what are you going to (laughs) do i'm going to sit back and drink tea and eat custard creams all day long (laughs) no um so we're doing um like i said you know it's been a it's weird time because when you put on a big event like the summit there's months and months and months of work that go into that um, and I've it's not as if I've been sitting there twiddling my thumbs I've been keeping very busy don't get me wrong um, but I felt like I needed to do something around this time just because it's what also it's what our communities kind of come to expect from us as well even just our online community and so this year we're doing something we've never done before ever it's brand new training it's brand new coaching. Uh, it's based quite heavily, actually, on the contents of Rise of the Youpreneur, but I've not done a lot of this in person at all. Um, and so we are holding, for the first time ever, our profitable personal brand bootcamp. Ah, so which exciting. is Sorry? So exciting. Yeah, I, I'm pumped about it. I'm really excited about it. We're going to teach people how to build an audience, how to monetize their expertise, Uh, to make money out of their experience and ultimately become future-proof as a direct result of doing that. Um, And there's going to be a lot of stuff that I cover over the the few days. And we're going to go for about an hour, hour and a half every day for the three days in a row. Um, It's free. It's completely free for anybody to come along. Uh, They just need to register. And uh, we're going to be going through, you know, a whole bunch of stuff um, in regards to, you know, that, that audience growth, I think, is like, hyper important right now how to spread your message to you know a nice solid wide audience um we're going to be covering marketing funnels and helping people get their first email marketing funnel in place as well as some more advanced ideas as well Uh, we'll touch base on publishing a book and what that can do for uh, positioning yourself as an expertise and we're going to do a whole bunch of stuff on content we're going to actually help people plan out an entire 90 days worth of content right there as part of the boot camp as well. That's one of the exercises we're doing. We're actually putting together like a 10 page workbook for this for people that they'll be able to download and print out prior to the first session. And, um, you know, much like a lot of my teaching and coaching is based around my build market monetize structure, um, all three days, as you can probably understand, day one, build, day two, market, day three, 
monetize. And uh, yeah, I'm pumped. I can't wait to do it. I think I'm looking at who's involved in it just now. You've got Emily D. Baker, who is just going to be great fun whatever she touches. <laughs> well, yeah, these, these are people that, you know, I've worked with and coached for many years and, you know, their stories need to be told. Um, and uh, although, actually, I should make it clear, although they will not be live in the sessions themselves, right. uh, they know it's going on. They know that I'm going to be talking about their successes and we're going to be utilizing them um, as great examples. Uh, we're talking about, you know, Emily, Azul, Emma, Amy, yourself might be brought up, Bob. Ooh. It could happen, buddy. It could happen. Um, and a host of other people that I've been very, very blessed to, you know, call clients and, and work with over the years. But really, it's it's not about them. It's not even about me. It's, it's honestly about the people that show up and what they want to bring to the world and who they want to serve. And so, uh, yeah, you know, if I can... If I can further that growth, if I can maybe potentially springboard um, that next stage, that next that spurt of growth in their career, then it'll be all worthwhile. Well, I hope it's a huge success. I'm looking forward to it. It'd be nice to get the opportunity to meet new people. Do you have a community element to it? We do. Um, so we're going to be running it all on our private Facebook group. Um, which people will get access to, obviously, once they go ahead and register. Mm. And um, obviously, you know, we'll be doing daily challenges and, you know, getting people to get involved and, you know, on a daily basis on that side of things as well. And I'm almost 100% sure that I'm likely to do some sort of extra session on the third day, although this isn't finalized right now but i'm almost 100 percent sure i'll be doing some kind of live mastermind breakout element for x amount of people um, it could be free we might charge a little bit just to make sure that we get the right people through the door and when i say a little bit i mean 20 bucks or something not not much um, but just to have that additional element of accountability where we can hold people's feet to the fire a little bit. I always love that phrase um, and kind of put them on the spot a little bit, quite frankly, in regards to their plans and their goals. And then hopefully, um, you know, continue working with them in some way or another in the future as well. I think for a lot of people listening that have never been involved in a mastermind, this should give quite a good taste of what it might bring to your business. Absolutely. I think, yeah, I'm thinking even the free Facebook group elements to get a flavor of what it's like to mix with people who are on that same entrepreneurial journey with you should hopefully give you the confidence to understand what a mastermind like the incubator could do for your business. So I wish you a lot of success with that and I will see you there. Thank you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So if anybody wants to continue their journey with you, if they want to connect with you, how can they do that? Well, obviously I'm uh, at Chris Ducker on all the socials, uh, chrisducker.com, or if they do want to get involved with the bootcamp, they can just go to chrisducker.com forward slash bootcamp and sign up. We get going November 16 uh, through to the 18th, and uh, it'll be great to have any of Bob's people there. And if you have got an impaired memory, you'll find a link in the show notes to that. <laughs> Chris, I always end with my signature question, and I guess, simply put, it's what's one thing you do now that you wish had started five years ago? Yeah, this is a good one because um, 
I, you know, I don't like to rest on laurels. I will say, though, however, that as I now get closer towards the big 5-0, it's just a few years away, um, I do actually want to start slowing down a little bit. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean the output diminishes. It just means I need to get even more smarter with the way that I'm working with our team and doing what I'm doing in the world. But the one big thing that's made a massive difference to me over the last couple of years, particularly in the last 12 months, has been, believe it or not, a focus at, at doing nothing. And it sounds really weird to say that, but there are times every single day now, including this day right here that we're recording this, where I have block out, I, I block out 30 minutes chunks of time three times each day so we're talking about an hour and a half out of the work day where i have nothing on my schedule and i have no motive at all to do anything in those 30 minute breaks and sometimes i sit and read a book sometimes i might particularly over the last three four months where i've gotten back into sketching which i used to do a lot when i was younger um I'll sit and sketch. Sometimes I might actually watch, you know, a bit of a film and then come back to it later on with my wife or whatever. But I think the ability to be able to take time out to quote unquote to do nothing um, is something that a lot of entrepreneurs need to really seriously start considering because burnout is happening more often than not. CEOs having heart attacks in their freaking 30s is happening more often than not. Uh, or more often than ever before. And I, I just kind of feel like slowing down and smelling the roses, so to speak, as they say, is maybe not a bad strategy for overall health, wellness, and growth as a business owner. So that's actually generally what I wished I was doing five years ago and even five further years back and five more years before that is just <laughs> genuinely saying it's okay to do nothing today because if there's one thing i do know about being an entrepreneur is it's all right to have a bad day but you can't have a bad week because bad weeks turn into bad months and bad months turn into bad quarters and you can see where i'm going with this yeah and so i feel like if you feel like you need to hit the pause button take some time off for it for the day um then then do it but you got to get back on the horse man the next day you can't let that roll over and that's why i take those breaks it helps me to keep things balanced I love that. It's really, it's very easy to be intentional about productivity. It's far harder to be intentional about being unproductive. Yes. And that's balance. It's it's really, it's extreme balance. It's a really, really strong discipline. I think. A and lot I'll tell you something, the, the big thing is, uh, is that when I am quote unquote at work, either side of those, those pauses, those spaces on the calendar, I'm on, like I'm dialed in, Bob. And I'm from from beginning to end, whether whether I might have to work on one particular task over two work sessions with a break in the middle, or whether I just blow through it in one work session, whatever it is, I find myself being a lot more productive, a lot more switched on, and a lot more focused and clarity driven than I ever have been before because I'm taking that time off regularly throughout the course of the day. Chris Tucker, as always you have been a fantastic guest very very generous with your knowledge and experience i've had a great time i've had a lot of my questions answered so thank you very much for your time and can't wait to see you again soon yeah looking forward to it man thanks for having me back 
there are masterminds all over the world. They're in person, they're online, and then they're a hybrid. They range from free and formal things through modestly priced groups to high level and elite groups like those Chris was speaking about. No matter who you are, you will do better with others on the same journey. Before I go, just a quick reminder to subscribe. And if you haven't already, then join our Facebook group. You'll find a link in the show notes or visit amplifyme.fm forward slash insiders. I would love for you to connect with me on social media. Find me wherever you hang out. Just search at Bob Gentle. And if you do, message me and let me know so I can follow you back. If you enjoyed the show, then I would love for you to review on iTunes. It would mean the world to me. And this is the best way to help me reach more subscribers. My name is Bob Gentle. Thanks again to Chris for giving us his time this week and to you for listening. And see you next week. Bye.